Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Well, good evening and welcome to the program again. We are so delighted to have Boyce Moten with us. Tonight we're going to be talking about the need for us to listen to God's voice as we have been through the past few weeks, but then to do something about it. Boyce, we can't just listen, can we? No. Uh, you know, uh, why do you call me Lord and then not do the, the things that I commanded? So we could have this GPS, and we could have the Bible, we could have this guide, we could have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and then if we turn a deaf ear, what's the problem there? Well, uh, to me, John, it's just obvious from the very beginning that God wants to work with man. Yes. Uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, said, we are laborers together with God. Somebody plants, somebody waters, and, and God gives the increase. So God makes a garden, and he puts man in, so you take care of the garden. Now, God could have done it better than Adam, but he wanted, you know, like a father helping his child. And uh, taxonomy is a branch of science where you name things, and Adam became a scientist. He became a taxonomist. And God let him, you name, he brought all these animals, and you name these animals. Whoa, what a response. And whatever Adam said, that was a name. God didn't change that. When God wanted to get the people out of Egypt, he could have done it himself, but he used Moses. And an unlikely guy, and we mentioned a little while ago off of the air, that every shepherd was an abomination to the Egyptians. And when God called Moses, he said, what you got in your hand? Well, it was a shepherd's rod. And Moses didn't even have his own flock. He was watching his father. And, you know, here's a guy been a prince in Egypt. Now he's a nobody. He'd been 40 years as a shepherd, an abomination to the Egyptians. God said, take that shepherd's staff right to the Pharaoh. And every one of the ten miracles, God involved Moses and Aaron. Now, God didn't need to, but he wanted to. He wanted, you know, you take this uh, even when they parted the Red Sea. You take this staff and hold it out over the Red Sea. Now, what did that have to do with anything? I don't know, except God said to do it. Yes, sir. You, you hold this out. And then uh, after that, when they were fighting with the uh, Amalekites, uh, he's sitting on the hill, and every time he holds up his hands, the, the good guys are winning. When his hands are down, the so. Aaron gets on one side and her gets on the other side and they hold up Moses' hands because that was the key to victory. Yes. Now, what is John, why would God put that in the Bible? Because he wants you and me to be involved. He could do it 100. There's an old story about an evangelist named Gypsy Smith who lived generations ago. And somebody stood up and said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, sit down, brother. God will save you if and when he decides to. Well, that's really not a biblical approach. 
they asked Peter what to do, and Peter said, well, repent and be baptized. When Jesus appeared to Saul on the road to Damascus, he just said, go into Damascus, and it'll be told you what you must do. This is not an option. You're going to be told what you must do. And it's uh, the, when you obey God, as uh, he said, it's an error to say we're justified by works, but it's an also an error to say that you can be justified without obedience. So here is Naaman, uh, a very powerful officer, and uh, he comes to Elisha, and Elisha doesn't even go out and talk to him. He says, just go dip in the River Jordan seven times. And he said, I ain't going to do it. The abandoned far part rivers of Damascus are better. This is, I'm not going to do it. So his servants reasoned with him. Well, if he'd asked you to do something hard, would you have done that? If he said, go back and get a, another boatload or a wagon load of gold, would you have done that? Well, yeah. Well, then why don't you just try it? So one, two, three, four, five, six. And when he came out the seventh time, his flesh was like the flesh of a little child. But he didn't go around saying, I did it. I healed myself. No. He said, there is no God on earth like the God of Israel. Jesus told the blind man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And when he did, he was healed. And he didn't say, hey, I healed myself. I, I did it. I did it. I healed myself. No, he said, he knew that Jesus, he knew that there was a power greater than that. When the Apostle Paul went into Damascus, a man by the name of Ananias came to him and said, Why are you tarrying? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on, on the name of the Lord. And Paul didn't get up from there and say, Boy, I saved myself. He said, By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works with God before ordained that we should walk in them. He never knew, he never considered that he was saved by his works. No. He was saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. But that doesn't mean that he didn't have to do something. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and then do not the things that I command you to do? And so anyhow, uh, we've got people today listening to us that or maybe struggling with uh, how to live your life and so forth. There was an old story about a man who was preaching on the streets in San Jose, California, which was 90% Catholic. And he said, come and hear the only commandment the Virgin, Mother, Virgin Mary ever gave. And uh, he got a crowd gathered around him. And you know, in John chapter 2, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was at this wedding. And Jesus came, and they didn't have wine. And so she said to the servants, whatever Jesus says to do, do it. Right. And so this is a very simple advice. If Jesus says, fill six water pots with water, you fill six water pots with water. If Jesus says, uh, be baptized, you know, then you, you be baptized. You don't do it to please men. You do it because it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit say to do it. Yes. And uh, so you, you just can't go wrong doing what is right. 
and it's just a, a an error. In John chapter 3 and verse 36, the Bible says, you know, that he that obeyeth not the Son shall not see life. That's the American Standard Version. King James says, he that believeth not. Well, it's the same. Uh, there, faith is obedience. Paul t- wrote to the Romans about the obedience of faith. Yes, and if you really believe that you're, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and your Lord, whatever Jesus says, you just do it. For weeks we've been talking about guidance together now, and it's just the natural thing for us to do is to talk about this next step of trusting and obeying. Tell me that Tozer quote that you were sharing with me earlier. Well, it's A.W. Tozer, I'm told, said that we have gone from the error and the mistaken doctrine of justification by works to a similar error of justification without obedience. And there are ditches on both sides of the road, and we need to stay down the straight and narrow, and we need to, whatever Jesus says, we need to do it, but we should never fall into the uh, saying that thinking that our works are, are what saved us. We are saved by grace through faith, and it's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. The Bible is explicit that faith does not, uh, that uh, uh, the law does not produce faith. No, it doesn't. And uh, it's, it, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And uh, when the Lord says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, you just believe it. You say, yeah. I'm, and again, I don't want to be unduly offensive to people, but there are some say that he that believeth and is not baptized shall be saved. Now, that's not what Jesus said. Others would say he that believeth and is saved shall be baptized. That's not what Jesus said. And I think it's a very dangerous precedent to say that we're going to correct Jesus. Jesus said it correctly. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And I just, you cannot go wrong obeying Jesus, in my biased opinion. You know, for a long time I was trying to do the works of God apart from God. And really trying to be what God wanted me to be. But I really did have a Damascus Road experience with God where he began to show me that in the midst of my depression, apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you think people get depressed because they try to do this without God? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm confident of that. That uh, Philippians 2, again, is a passage that means a lot to me. That uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do. So the desire to do something comes from God, but then the ability comes right along with it. That uh, when uh, Moses said, you know, I, I'm a, 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 I have a halting speech, and I, God said, who made your mouth? You, don't depend on yourself, Moses. Uh, the disciples, Jesus, I send you out like sheep in the midst of wolves. And you got to stay close to the shepherd in a situation like that. And when they deliver you up, take no thought however what you shall speak. It isn't you that speak. It's the spirit of my father that speaks within you. Uh, he trained them to go out. Don't take any money. Don't take a staff. Don't take extra anything. Just go. 
And you'll see, look at the birds. They don't carry a suitcase. God takes care of them, and God will take care of you. And uh, I just feel like that uh, when we have this unbounded trust in God, that's when the Holy Spirit has the freedom to use us in ways that are exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. So when we really push forward into faith, this is going to lead to obedience to Jesus Christ, isn't it? It, it, it must. You know, the, the devils believe, but they don't obey. That's right. And 1 Corinthians 15 talks about the gospel, you know, and it says, unless you have believed in vain. What does it mean to believe in vain? And to me, John, it means what well, you just, you know, I, yeah, I, I believe uh, there's going, this car is going to have a wreck, but I'm staying in it anyhow. Well, if if you believe there's going to be a wreck, stop the car, get out. You know, if you really believe something, then uh, then you obey. And uh, there's just, you know, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. And uh, again, uh, Jesus is the captain of our salvation. And when the captain says do something, why we salute and say, yes, sir. In 1983, you know, I was so proud of my mom. She didn't want to do it, but she wanted to go see Chuck and Molly Johnston, who were veteran missionaries to Taiwan. And. We're on the 747, and she's several rows ahead with Dad and Janie and I, and the kids are back here on the left-hand side. Just before we were going to taxi and take off, she stands up and gives me a thumbs up. You know, Mom, the last thing in the world Mom wanted to do was crawl on that jet and go, but she wanted to see her kids in Taiwan, and it was such a glorious trip in so many ways. And again, I was never so proud of her, I guess, in my life, because we weren't really trusting in the pilot, and we weren't trusting in the 747. We were trusting in Jesus, because we were fully convinced that God wanted us to make that journey. Isn't that a great story of trusting? Amen. Yes. It's... uh God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Yeah. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You know, one area of my life where I struggle with sometimes, and boys, you've really helped me, is in this area of trusting Him and confessing of sins. What happens when we practice what Psalms 32 says? Well... God, uh, the, the the ability. Uh, I heard somebody, a preacher that is well known, say that uh, that God really doesn't forget our sins, and uh, I took umbrage with with that. You know, the things that are impossible with men mm-hmm. are possible with God. Mm-hmm. And John, you and I can't forget things we have a human mind and uh, the, i'm told that hypnotists can hypnotize people and then you can remember things that you didn't know were stored away in the crevices of your of your brain uh, and so when the bible says that your sins and iniquities i will remember no more if you look at it from a human standpoint, you say, well, that that's really, you know, well, well, I'm sure that God does remember what I did. But the Bible said, no, I don't. And it's just remarkable 
that when you become a Christian, uh, the the Old Testament concept was a covering. That's the Hebrew word kafar, and they talk about the Day of Atonement. That's the day of the covering. The New Testament concept is blotted out. Your sins are blotted out when the seasons of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. That means they're absolutely gone. It's just as if you had never sinned. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And uh, this is such good news that it's, it's almost too good to be true. So as we have this wonderful relationship with God and we're seeking him and he's asking us to do sometimes boys, I've thought, you know, if I know, <laughs> then there's this bigger responsibility. But this idea of grace really helps me in that where constantly I'm going to God and asking for forgiveness. But then also I'm saying, God, help me to do better. Pray about that, would you, boys, as we think about faith and then also obedience. Father in heaven. Uh, we know that we can never be saved without you. No. And so we lean on, we depend on you. We don't depend upon our meager efforts. Uh, 100% Father uh, is our dependence on you. And so I pray for all of our listeners that today they might make that leap of faith and pledge themselves heart, mind, soul, and strength to Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, boys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you my God in the shadow of your wings Are you a Christian who likes to read? If not, there's a whole world of Christian publishing out there that you're missing out on. I invite you to check out the Author's Corner podcast, where I talk to the latest Christian authors each week about their new book releases and what's coming next. So if you're ready to jumpstart your spiritual growth with the newest books and the authors who write them, check out the Author's Corner podcast with me, Roberta Foster.